Hi, and welcome to episode five of Tuesday Epilepsy Club. Today I'm going to be talking about raising kids when you have epilepsy. I can't quite remember how the newsletter came about. A few weeks after my trip at Oscar's school, some of the parents were still looking at me a little uncomfortable, and I think I may have mentioned something to Oscar's teachers. I was a little worried one of the kids would say something to Oscar. We were very open with him about my epilepsy, but we'd not yet approached the possibility of him being teased one day about my condition. We'd even got to the point where he believed that everybody, every mother had epilepsy. And I remember him coming back from nursery one day very upset that one of his friends wasn't telling the truth because he said that his mother didn't have epilepsy. I don't know how you prepare a child for being teased when their mother has epilepsy. What's better? Preemptive preparation or reassurance after the fact? When the head teacher approached me with the idea, I was initially skeptical, but I thought, hey, it was going to be a passport sized photo and a few lines on a weekly newsletter. So I agreed. It was a logical way to keep my children safe in the area and inform other parents I would be doing this from time to time. The fits, I mean. Working on the assumption that people are scared of what they don't know, I hope that by informing the parents that this would be the end of it. Oh, 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 I was so wrong. It turned out to be an A4 sheet with a description of both my tonic-clonic and partial fits and no 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 it gets worse when I went shopping down the main road I saw these handouts on the back of tills like the drawing pins I almost died when I saw myself on notice boards outside the school gates for weeks people were coming up to me saying hi my name is X your Fran. I never knew what to say other than yes. Being outed as an epileptic is hardly a conversation starter. I kept thinking about that film. What is it? Hear no evil, see no evil. You know, when they sit in the prison and he says, Why are you talking to me like this? Because I'm deaf, not stupid. And it's the only thing that really comes to mind. But what are you going to say? I mean, you can't, you know, these people, they, everybody thinks they're being helpful. So there's nothing really that you can say. Once the initial embarrassment passed, I had to admit it was refreshing to walk around an area where everyone knew what I spent a lifetime trying to hide. I didn't have to explain any bumps and bruises. And all I've had since then is welcome offers of help with childcare especially when I look particularly, particularly beaten. It might be scary to begin with, but I would strongly advise telling your child's school you have epilepsy. It completely changes the drop-off and pick-up experience. The first six weeks I went to school, every morning panicking, I would have a fit. Now everyone knows it's rarely mentioned and I'm much more relaxed. There are still some parents who avoid me. There always will be, but that's disappearing over time. They seem to be 
very much in a minority. I could give you so many examples of good advice about raising children, but ultimately you need to feel these things out yourself. I remember that I lived on the floor when the children were first born. I had this beautiful changing table, which I was absolutely adamant I was going to use, but actually I just spent the majority of the first year on the floor. I crawled with them on the floor. I sat with them on the floor. I changed them on the floor. Everything was on the floor. Taking them out, I took every precaution, precautions that people without epilepsy wouldn't even think of. I went into Sainsbury's once and then realised that if I had a fit here, that anybody, and I do mean anybody, could just walk out with my baby. So that was the last time I went into Sainsbury's. And actually, I don't think I've been in since. And Oscar is now 14. Old habits die hard, I guess. By shopping in small shops, it means that when anything happens, you're easily looked after. And more importantly, your children are looked after and everything's okay. People in my local MS have asked me if I can stop having fits in the alcohol section because they're worried about the bottles falling on me, which I found vaguely amusing, especially given the fact that I don't drink alcohol. Then there was the buggy. You know those little wristbands you have on the buggy? The one that everybody else just seems to completely ignore when I see the bugaboos walking up and down the street. I just see everybody just doesn't bother using them. That thing was tied to my hand. It did not go, I mean, literally, I did not go anywhere without having that thing wrapped around me for fear of if I had a fit, the buggy would just go rolling away. I remember there was once, I think Kurt must have been about four months old. I had a fit and I threw him into the fireplace and I went straight through the television when I got to the hospital I was still crying hysterically and the A&E doctor said to me Fran you need to calm down your baby's absolutely fine they used that that line they always use you know babies bounce and I was just like well look at him could you look at him again is everything okay and he said he's absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with him I'm more worried about you so I said, okay, fine. And I calmed down a bit. And he said, honestly, in comparison to what other parents do, this is nothing. Four times in the last fortnight, I've seen parents who are so tired, they strap their children into the car seats, put the car seats on the roof of the car, and then drive off. And that it's much worse than accidentally throwing your child into the fireplace. <laughs> organisation is the key to everything. Obviously, all new mothers need to be organised. All mothers of toddlers need to be organised. You need to be uber organised, prepared for the fact that at some point the fits are going to come back and your baby needs to eat. So whilst your partner can sort themselves out, unfortunately... Baby cannot. So I had those little pots, those tiny little pots. Oh my God, I was cooking like you wouldn't believe, pureeing everything every moment that I was conscious so that everything went into the freezer. So if the moments came or when the moments came when I had bouts of seizures, I was very, very prepared for them all. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because all those things you need as a person with epilepsy, like regular sleep, they all go out the window. But 
actually, strangely, I didn't have that many fits as a result of sleep deprivation, I think. It was more excitement and the fact that I just wasn't taking care of myself with regard to food. And I forgot my medication. I forgot my medication so much because I was just running around like a lunatic. So little pots of medication, even for those of you who don't do it right now, just get the pots and just get going with it now so you can get used to doing it. I've got several little tricks that I got used to over the years, like uniform. When I bought Oscar and Kurt's uniform this year, the gentleman on the other end of the phone said to me, are you sure you want five shirts? Most people only buy two. And I just kept saying to him, yeah, I want five shirts for each one. And of course, the reason is, is that if I have fits, then I don't have to worry about the washing. It just goes in. <laughs> That's the end of it. Those are the kind of things that make your life so much easier, raising children with epilepsy. You just have to learn or think about things in a different way because you need to be on the understanding that there will be times where you're completely incapacitated, wrapped with guilt about what you think it's doing to your children. And I have to say, after years and years of study, I think I've come to the conclusion that although it's not pleasant for my two boys, Oscar and Kurt, it's not doing them any harm either. They have become very, very generous and empathetic boys, far more so than most children of their age. All I'm told on a regular basis is how calm and incredible they are when they look after me when I have fits in the street and in front of other people. And I'm so, so proud of them. I won't pretend that there aren't things that you hide from them when you get particularly ill, when you're about to go into hospital, when you're changing medications, when the side effects become so overwhelming that you can't cope with it yourself and you don't want your young children to worry about it. I hide how many times I've been sick. I hide how many times I have a headache. These aren't things that they need to know about. But the fits are not something I can hide from them. Raising children has done me the world of good with my epilepsy. Everyone has moments where they feel that they can't go on. And then I realise, what am I doing? I have two small children. I have to get up. I know I bump my head. I know I feel sick. But I don't have an option. Two small children need me. And that's just the end of it. They need to do their homework. They need to get to bed. And that's just it. So... Pull yourself together and let's get on with it. Direction. That's what it gave me. Direction, which is not always so easy if you have a chronic illness. Thanks for listening. This is Francisca Thomas, author of best-selling Fits and Starts. Stay safe, or more importantly, stay conscious. Bye.